Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side stories. Yes. Hey, guys. Um, I don't know if you noticed, there's going to be a little bit of a difference in the audio quality today. Yep, yep. Because today is a special day. Really? Yep. Okay, why? Because I'm finally home. (laughs) It's so good to be finally be home in my mama and papa's house. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, these walls. Oh, the memories, the cherished memories of my childhood home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sitting in Jackie's childhood room right. currently, and you can just hear in the walls. You can hear, from what I remember, hearing outside the door, right, because our rooms are right next to each other um, when we were growing up. And I can hear Jackie going like, oh, Legolas, will you be my boyfriend? She was speaking to I Legolas. Can- Oh, yeah, she had a life-size cutout of Legolas. She's like, oh, Legolas, will you kiss me? Are you going to kiss me tonight? Oh, she's going to torture you when she finds out you just told that story to the world. No, but the, she'd always do the thing, and then you hear Legolas go, of course, Jackie. Of course I'll be your gay boyfriend. Really? And she's just like, oh, I knew you would. <laughs> oh, Jackie's going to murder you. Hey, what's oh. up, everyone? Welcome to Side Stories. I'm Ben. We have Henry hanging out in his beautiful, I'm looking at the pillows. Everything is a, is a version of a weird color green and brown. Really kick-ass uh, calendar in the background. You it's are country living, cabin. It's country cabin. You're living the dream. Henry Zabrowski. Do you feel like a child again? All I try to do is try to, uh, every day, try to get the oh, the pure joy, the ecstasy oh, yeah. of being a boy, the, mm. the listless ecstasy of my 280-pound body consuming Alfredo sauce <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the morning with Jackie, because Jackie and I used to have our second dinners late, <laughs> late at night. Because Jackie used to work really hard in school, like so she was also on a lot of Adderall, I'll find out later. Yeah, she was a real Jesse Spano from Saved by the she Bell. She really was. Yeah. Very excited. So excited, so scared. Of course. Uh, and I mean, she didn't, used to Jackie, do a lot of got, work Jackie got straight A's, didn't she? But she worked really hard. I learned that you had to be good at the tests, and then you get a reputation of being a class clown, right. and I got a lot of passes. Ah, uh, yes, I did a similar thing. Yes, that's we we hacked the system. Jackie right. was good at school, but the, the reason, okay, the thing is, I was bad at school. That caused my mom to put a microscope on my life because she equated bad grades with doing drugs, uh, experimenting with uh, fraternizing with boys oh and my, women. Oh my goodness! She really viewed me as quite a sex bot. <laughs> really, two hundred and eighty pounds, sixteen-year-old Henry Zabrowski. Oh yeah. Your mom I mean, was concerned that you were going to knock a young girl up and have a child out of wedlock. I don't. Well, my think father that was thought I was happen. gay. 
My father thought I was gay until I brought my first girlfriend home, and then he was super excited. They didn't know how much lick I was making in this childhood. Man. I don't know Woo. if that's... I think you might be... You, you might have some revisionist history going on. The lick Winner's is, right history. Yeah, is that right? I think the only <laughs> licking was right you licking history. your own palm so you could jerk off smoother. <laughs> but whatever. I don't know. I have my own VCR. What else was I supposed to do? <laughs> but Jackie was good at school, so they didn't deeply pry into her life. So she got to do a lot of drugs. Right. And Jackie and I used to have, st- we used to have like second dinners at night where we just like, oh yeah, time to get out that meatloaf. And then we like cover it extra cheese and put it in the toaster oven and then watch Iron Chef. Because at the time, the old school Iron Chef. Oh, I love you. Oh, that was kick ass. That's a great competition. Great competition. You used to have so much fun, man. That used that was the fun time, just fucking snarfing down that food. Wow. But I was sober. Yeah, no, I believe that. Yeah, no, you definitely had an addiction, an addiction to cheese and meatloaf and a whole series of other kind of food. Food Yeah, I mean, of course. You grew up in an Italian household. This whole place, and this morning I woke up to a fun conversation with my mom. She was like, just so you know, we have the cremation already paid for. (laughs) Me, father, and I already don't have to worry about that. You don't have to pay for the caskets because we don't want when we want to be burned. Why does your mom... You can do whatever you want. With our ashes, Henry Thomas, whatever you want. I was like, oh, you want me to fucking snort them like you're Ozzy Osbourne? <laughs> That's Why what we're talking about here. Like, you like, up with a- the most devastating information. It really oh. is a strange habit that we she has. We think your uncle was molested. <laughs> we should. We don't know. But it's just an evil rumor. It's just a rumor that makes no sense. This is where we got it from. Yeah. Where it's all just... Fan fiction. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's fairy tales, it's, but cruel fairy tales about our lives, about our history. You know, your mom has a lot of time on her hands, and she has to do <laughs> yes. something. She has to think about some things. I think that they live an exciting life, but, you know, they only go to two restaurants, so you got to spice it up a little bit. You and got it, Frenchies, which is the Greek restaurant, because they make it so, oh, I hate when you go to the Greek place and they cover it in olives. And I was like, Mom, it's a Greek place. <laughs> you go to a Greek food restaurant. Oh, it's disgusting how many olives put on there. I got to spit them out. Pui, pui, pui. And I mean, and none of it's good. And they go to that and they go to the Outbacks. The and Outbacks the whole thing is, But Outbacks here... In Florida, uh-huh. they don't even you don't have to even sit in the restaurant. It's like the best part is that you go to the drive through window, you go to the pickup window. Really? So you don't have to pay all that extra money on drinks. <laughs> and you gotta pay all that extra money, give it a tip. Honestly to the though, server. that is making money on top of money. And that's actually a good segue into a little tale here. We don't have the most intense stories this week. Uh, it's gonna be We've a, been covering a lot of them. Yeah, we've been covering a lot of them. We we have a couple of viewer emails. Or listener emails that we're going to read. But this story, this I think we've all been here. So a woman accused, this woman was accused of attacking a pregnant driver. And the why did she attack her? Because the pregnant driver cut her off in a Chick-fil-A drive-thru. And you know, it's definitely not right to stab someone. You should never attack them, especially if they're no. pregnant. But also, but you're going to cut in front of... Cutters? A, that's. I mean, you got people who are hangry. You know that they're hungry, and you know they're angry because they're in line at a Chick-fil-A. You are just tempting the devil if you do something egregious, such as cut in line when in a drive-thru. So you got to know what risk you're taking to get that Chick-fil-A a little faster. There's a part of me that actually wonders, because this is a recent story, right? Yes, this is a recent one. This is from August 27th. I think that... There is a renewed pressure now on Chick-fil-A 
right? Because of the Popeye's chicken sandwich kerfuffle. I know. Now, a lot of people are saying, for those that don't know, there was a Twitter feud. Because that's where our presidents fight, and that's where our fast food restaurants fight with each other as yes. well. With Popeye's and Chick-fil-A. But some folks are saying, uh, Henry, that's a big marketing plan. A big ploy by both Popeyes Kissel. and Chick-fil-A. No. Yes. Kissel, what? Yes, it could what? all be a lark. They're lying. <laughs> it's a mark. No, it's not what? lying. It's not lying. It's marketing. Marketing. See, there's a big difference there. There is. So the authorities in Delaware, they charged this 19-year-old woman with assault and reckless endangerment for allegedly wow. attacking the pregnant woman. Uh, a statement by the Delaware State Police confirms the charges against Jada Blank, which include a single count of menacing so she won't be nobody going away for that asked long. this bitch to get pregnant no all right i know well, that's be not no, controversial that's, no she needs she no you almost made me agree with something bad you made me almost agree with something bad and that's not right because she is eating for two and if you're a little baby in the womb and you have a mom who loves you enough to get you chick-fil-a before you can even breathe outside of a body southern mother southern mother controversial mother but you know what i'll say so You've been reading all this news. Popeye's chicken sandwich running out of chicken. Okay. Popeye's running out of chicken. So you start getting a thought in your head. These motherfuckers are shortlisting us on chicken. <laughs> and so, and they're doing it on purpose. Oh, yeah. They're limiting supply on purpose. Sure. So that you get all revved up and you miss out on that chicken. Ooh. So you get thirsty for it. you got to show up. Mm. you got to get it, right? Yeah. So maybe Chick-fil-A has got a little bit of a run of its own. And now they're seeing, okay, Popeye's is fucking or this is about economics right this is bigger than fucking you this is bigger than me <laughs> they are looking at the bottom line and they're like okay we got every motherfucker in the world out here lining up for our sweet ass chahat chicken right, right right so what we'll do is order less than we normally have it so when they show up looking for that chicken and it's not there ooh, they want to come back even harder for it yeah chick-fil-a might be i'm not saying they are but i'm gonna see the way people fuck with supply and demand sure right? look at the fed yeah you just look at the fed if they're doing it on that level, they're going to be doing it on the smaller levels. So what they're doing is maybe they're going to go on a short shrift here yeah. for the chicken, trying to bump up the demand. So this bitch understands, I got to go. I got to fucking take out this woman. She's going to take probably four sandwiches. She She's could. Pregnant. She's eating for two. Absolutely. And, then, you know, maybe the husband or the boyfriend or whoever got her pregnant, he's probably hungry as well. So he's going to need She could to be artificially something. inseminated. So she's trying to bring, she could be bringing 10 Chick-fil-A sandwiches to all the doctors. I love at this. At the IVF clinic. I love Ben Stein, Henry Zabrowski, supply side Follow economics. You're nailing it. <laughs> Uh, so Blake was the operator of a vehicle. That's the woman who attacked this other chick. Blake was the operator of, uh, of a vehicle. This is according to the police. Blake was the operator of a vehicle that was waiting in the drive through lane when another vehicle operated by a 21-year-old female attempted to pull in front of her. The police what? say Blake accelerated abruptly and blocked the vehicle from moving forward. Ooh. She gotcha. then exited her vehicle and confronted the other driver. Don't mess with people. When they are hungry, I mean, they all say, everyone always says we're about three three meals away from a revolution. Basically, Whoa. if you don't have people fed, you got a bunch of angry folks on your hands, and they will stab and murder, potentially kill someone, you know, just to get that sweet chicken. I mean, we so talk wait, about the so water wait, wars, but I think you're right. Maybe it is a chicken war coming up. 
right now they're trying to make one. maybe we're part of an artificial chicken war that we have been <laughs> placed into in order to distract us for the fact that the earth is dying all of this is bi- it, it, this is what's happening they're trying to take focus away from the epstein right. case that's what all this is you all think about this is all about epstein oh really Always. okay uh but uh the so say this again Pregnant woman was the one that cut the other person off? Yes. Or pregnant woman? <laughs> no, that's the thing. That's what happened. And then she said, no, that ain't going to happen. So she blocked her and was like, I'm sorry, buddy. You're not going in here first. I will say for Miss Blake, the woman who stabbed the other woman, she did waste valuable time that she could have spent getting her chicken sandwich. Because yes. then, of course, she got arrested, and no word in the article um, if she did end up receiving a chicken sandwich. I'm assuming the police probably did not allow her to go through with her order, but I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I Obviously, this fight is about something else. You think so? I think this is literally I, about a chicken sandwich. It might be, because, and again, you're, I think you're correct, because yeah. I was recently having a food supply problem in my Civ Five game, because I'm playing the Zulus, and I'm trying to do domination victory, and I had a whole problem with supply lines right. that I've been working on and working on. Well, I have a, some, uh, you know, I have a similar supply story when it comes to Division Two. I'm working on getting my, uh, you know, the True Sons. They're messing with my supply lines. It's very difficult to keep up because they're extremely aggressive. So I understand, but the difference is, Henry, those are video games, and this woman, what she did, brought it into the real world. She had Again. a vision, and she brought it into reality. Again, playing for keeps. I remember it reminds me of the Chappelle Show sketches. That one of the best series. They when keeping it real goes wrong. Ah, yes, I do love yes. Chappelle. He was wonderful. Very, very funny. Um, okay, I want to read this story from Newsweek. Ooh. Florida man arrested after botched home castration on man he met via dark web eunuch fetish site. Okay. okay. <laughs> Interesting. Right. This was written by Jason Murdoch. I'm not going to become what happened with a bunch of people are getting hit up for plagiarism. I'm going to make sure you tell people who wrote these things because people work hard in these articles. Absolutely. Right? A 74-year-old Florida man was arrested on Monday following a botched castration attempt on an individual he met via a dark web fetish site, police say. According to jail inmate records, Gary Van Riswick of Sebring (laughs) was detained by officers from the Highlands County Sheriff's Office on Monday and charged with practicing medicine without a license. That's the charge? really what the charge is? The charge is practicing? This is what we're doing? (laughs) Really? That's Unfortunately, we were... well, we were going to try to get him on weenie whacking, but that is not an official crime. Um, deputies arrived at the man's Orday Road residence shortly oh, before midnight Sunday after a 911 hang-up call. The door was answered by Van Riswick, who told them he had castrated the man, 53. The man was found in a bed in the home, bleeding heavily from the groin. Oh. Close by, a pink container contained his testicles, deputies say. The room had been set up like a surgical center, complete with medical equipment and painkillers. A camera had also been set up to record the procedure, but it was not immediately clear if it was filming. It's a prank one. Oh, right. It's like, it's the, a prank oh, it's like the Impractical Jokers. Really? I love the Impractical Jokers. Check out their show. We Big might fans. actually be on their cruise uh, next year. Sal and Joe are just wonderful people. We love make them. Make sure you remind them because they invited us, and I don't know if it's because they were drunk or not, but you tell them <laughs> we want to be on that Impractical Jokers No, that's Chris. the best thing with Sal and Joe. Because they're real dudes just like us. And so every conversation we have is like, yeah, man, we got to do that cruise, dude. Like, we're just like hammered off of Bud Lights. Yes. Just yes. wonderful. Um, but I have a question here. So what is this whole fantasy? 
Because we've heard about this before. This whole castration thing. They met on the dark web. The guy was I obviously into having his balls removed from his body by a man who is visibly not a doctor. If you look at the man's mugshot, he looks... Um, like someone that you would cross the street if you saw him walking towards you. He's extremely <laughs> scary. He's just old. He's old, this white, is- just a scary dude. Just a guy who, if the baseball goes into his yard, it's his baseball. No it's kids go in there. Santa Claus, but with the WS. It is this man is yes. very, very scary looking. So well, why is- why do this? Why why take why would you do this? You know what's weird is that this is fairly common. The removal yes. of the penis is something that people find very interesting. I don't know why. But you can only do it one because time. you can only do it once. Yeah, so what? I mean, I mean, at some point, the guy's just sitting there bleeding from the groin. He had to have, like, a thought where it's like, oh, shouldn't have done that. Like, that was, oh, that was well, kind of anticlimactic. Be like, oh, I wish I didn't ruin on that guy. I wish it was Billy, that guy I met in Italy. Man, that guy was nice. <laughs> I wish he would have done it to me, but he ran away. Oh. So I tried to get him to do it. I gave him the knife. Whoa. But Ran- Van Riswick told police he had attempted the same procedure on the man a week prior, but it was delayed. He claimed to have castrated a man a few years ago, which is, I, I guess you get it back, you want to do it again, I in guess. a motel that had similar results but was not reported to law enforcement at the time, deputies noted. Now, this is according to BuzzFeed. But what's the other possible result? There's no other possible result. Did this man think that something else was going to happen? There's just no receipt, okay? Ah. There's no going back. Mm-mm. So once the penis is gone, your ultimate pleasure has happened, right? So then it's over. But according to BuzzFeed, now this is where it gets, I'm going to say the details get unfortunate. (laughs) The initial procedure had to be pushed back a week because the man had ejaculated while Van Riswick attempted to sanitize his penis the last time. (laughs) So he covered a bunch of hand sanitizer, which is true, to to sanitize it, and the guy fucking just came his pants, right? (laughs) Scott Dressel, the sheriff's office, public information officer, man, he must have been so excited to deal with this. I don't know. Told the media outlet he was unsure if the patient's testicles had been reattached when he reached the hospital. Yeah. Where he remains in a stable condition. You say stable, I mean physically. Yes, he might Um, need to go see a therapist or something. The sheriff's (laughs) office. And according to the sheriff's office. And you know what? I don't even know if he even want that. Meaning, he doesn't even know if he'd want his testicles reattached. Really? Because he asked for them to be cut off. I, I so guess that's to- true. He would have to go and do this all over again. So basically, on, on Facebook, the sheriff's department was like, it was a pretty routine stop. Um, but most of them, <laughs> but then they go on to say, but most of them don't make the cut when it comes to being memorable. This one will definitely hang around in the memory for a while. I know they're sneaking in puns here because they close oh, it out with, asshole. this one is a little... Let's just say sensitive. You could even say it's kind of nuts. So the sheriff department <laughs> having a good time uh, because I guess in, I, I guess the only crime that they could charge him with is you're not a doctor. So you're not a doctor. You're not a doctor. So that's it. Well, it is consensual. It seems to be that the reason why they called 911 was because he was bleeding uncontrollably. Yeah. And despite the fantasy... Or maybe even because of the fantasy, he's not a doctor. Right. So there's really not much he can do. So I imagine maybe this is the first time. I mean, he says he'd done it years ago, so maybe he, ah. 
that you know he knew what to expect, just, or maybe he didn't. Maybe before he just cut the actual penis off and right, not the balls. That that poor maid at whatever La Quinta Inn that he did his first oh. surgery at, just opening up the doors. I mean, no. I feel bad for maids. I always leave a tip um, because not you know where that, that not shit to happens. be funny. I leave a tip of cash, uh, not uh, not my uh, whatever. That's your penis. Yes, but. Um, <laughs> My God, you just walk up, you open the door, and then all you see is just something covered in blood and perhaps a pair of testicles on the dresser. I mean, that's a rough day for a maid. Well, it tell you what, if I was doing this, I'd want to go to a fancy hotel because normally they're better at covering your secrets. Not like the, what, where do we go to in St. Paul where they call oh the cops on me God. for weed? We have to put, put that place was on Was that the Hyatt place? Was it the Hyatt place in St. Paul? Place do in not Saint go Paul. to the Hyatt place in St. Paul. Don't go to that place. They they're horrible. a bunch of narcs. Yeah, the place go were, fuck itself. They are. But the, uh, they are saying that this is what they're, you know, one of those chains were probably called the police. We're a nicer hotel. Even the Caesars in Atlantic City. What? That's a good place to cut a guy's dick off. I'm pretty, if he wants it. I think that the Caesars would. I, I think even a nice hotel in this case, if they find a pair of testicles in a jelly jar on the dresser, I think they would call the cops. I'm just gonna know. throw that out there. It could be a good luck charm. It could be passed down. Who knows what to my the, parents' it's will? It's not the guy. Who it's, knows at the very end, at the very end of their life's hour, where my father decided as a fun joke to get his eggs fucking, his quote unquote, eggs pickled so I could have them. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he's going to do with his weird old Navy ideas <laughs> that could come back out of nowhere. Not old Navy the store, but the, the U.S. Navy. Right, right, of course. He's not the Major League. What, what's the name of the black dude from Major League with the balls and they always did that <laughs> thing with the balls and then he would always hit the home run? I, I think it's just, is that Major League? Oh, God. Is that one and two? I think he's so it funny might be. In that. Oh, he's great. Anyway. All right, so if you're going to have a eunuch fetish, I suppose if it's all consensual, you do you. But just, just do it with a doctor if that's something that you really want to do. I just Be don't safe. understand because you can again, you can only do it the one time. I don't get it, but that's you know what different well, strokes and the guy for different came, folks. Because then in the end, this is my oh, the other thing. If the fantasy is so thorough, but the guy, the guy just came one time. Right. Yeah, you're fucking trying to get his dick all clean, I guess. And so he shoots at one time. A man is ready to go at least 45 minutes later. So why wouldn't you redo it? Unless you just understand being like, hey, you know what? You could actually just blow me. Yeah. You know what? This really works. We'll do this next week where you can then start becoming the movie Helen Hunt's The Sessions. Mm. Where every single time you go, and yeah, you're making a big deal about him cutting your penis off and how much you want it. Right. But really, in the end, you just want a doctor to jerk you off. There it is. That's just a, that's a perfect compromise. Maybe put a rubber band around the balls. You get the sensation. No. Make him go numb. And then you can pretend. No. You can pretend. I'm just going to say this seems like something you can simulate. You come, as soon as you come, you're thinking clearly again. Sure. You got to get it out. Get it out. You got to get it out of the system because then you can go back to normal and really decide, do I want to do this? Is this my dream? Right. Do I really want to be on this softball team or this unisex softball team? Sure. Or do I just think I'm going to get closer to Mary Lou? Well, have a little fun with it. Well, speaking of a little fun, this story I just want to talk about briefly um, because he's just, he, this man is the gift that keeps on giving. He's got about another maybe 
13 seconds of fame left, but we'll talk Bagel Boss here. Oh, you want to tell this story? Let's... I feel like this story, uh, yes, you could do it, but I don't want to give him too much no, more attention. No, we're not going to give him too much more attention, but if you want to find the New York Post, Chris Perez, he wrote this article, and there's a video of the Bagel Boss freaking out, um, and he just got arrested, and uh, you know the cops said that they're sick of his nonsense. He was cursing at the police. They took him down. They arrested him. They put shackles all over his body, and evidently, this is something that's fairly common with the police when they just straight up want to humiliate someone. They put the ankle shackles on, and Henry My was telling me. My father did tell me. My father told me. They was, he's like, if you really want an easy way to calm a guy down, put him in anklets. Yes. He's like, if a guy is freaking out, you do the hands and say, hey, we're going to hogtie you. Right. Do you want that? And if they're too busy, bagel boss and going, Fuck you, fuck you, pig, fuck you, pig. Because you know he was making a big deal. Oh, yeah. Because, unfortunately, he was going for human tornado. That's because that's the short man's last resort is scorched earth. Well, this is the thing. Right? You know, the, the the only comparisons here that we have is, you know, Henry is much taller. Henry is a gigantic man compared to this little I'd man. slap the fucking shit out of Bagel Boss. You, could t- you would dominate Bagel Boss, but the thing is... When you're a little person, this is why I don't mess with little people. I don't, I don't mess with anyone because you never know who's crazy. But I say anyone under 5'8 or 5'8 um, goes <laughs> cra- I see I'm being nice to you. Goes crazy in a fight because that's the only resort. So Bagel Boss is really just doing what it, the only thing he can do, Tasmanian Devil. But at the end of the day, you're still going to lose. But he did take the tiny person strategy of just go crazy and see if you can't poke an eye out. It's like punishing a dog too hard for shitting in the house. Yeah. It's just a dog, and it's an animal, and it's going to do it sometimes. The animal doesn't really know. Bagel Boss is a fucking animal. He only knows the rules of the jungle. He's trying to make a big deal. But my father told me, again, he's like, you put the guy in anklets. If he's still screaming, what we then do is we attach the handcuffs to the anklets, fully hog tie you. Now, you really can't move if you're still screaming. It puts you in a big burlap sack, which is true. <laughs> a burlap they a sack. They have a sack that they just put you in. If again, if Ooh. you are really, really upsetting, and he's like, we we try not to hit you. <laughs> I, I love the way he puts it. It's like I don't want to hit you. I don't want to get blood on my fucking pants. Like literally, <laughs> this is what he said. He's like, so when it comes down to it, it's a lot of energy. Fucking pin a guy down and you're hitting him. It's like you could juice him a couple times, which is what he called shooting him in the face, giving him like with mace, pepper spray. Okay, do pepper spray because that was back in the day when they weren't really doing the tasers. Right, right. So he's like, we either have to beat you in a submission, which we don't want to do. So it's just a little bit easier to put you in a sack, uh-huh. and then you can scream all you want, but we can barely heal you. So basically, they put you in the back so you can scream it out. Ah, uh, I see. All right, well, it's a good thing cell phone cameras weren't around when your father was working the beat, because it I have a feeling times. he would have been <laughs> a it bit of a problematic this is also, I will say, they were taming, quote-unquote, taming New York in 1970s and the 1980s. Uh-huh. But it was also... It was bad. There was many bad. It sounds like it. There. All right. So there you go. We won't mention him again, but I just thought that was interesting because he did uh, in uh, he did utilize the Henry Zabrowski strategy of if in a fight, you just go crazy. And then the cops utilized the Henry Zabrowski senior strategy <laughs> of 
A really good way to calm a grown man down is to embarrass him in front of a yeah. giant group of people. Yeah. Because that's really what they did was deeply, deeply embarrass his fucking ass. Yes, absolutely. Because he's a, but which he was already doing himself. Yes. Because he's an embarrassing person and he needs to go away and he keeps showing up on all these things. I think he got a serious XM contract. Ugh. Well, yeah. you know what? We had one of the best pilots in serious radio history, and you know, they said no, but thank God. Thank God but that they said no to us. do you remember the conversation we had with them where they legitimately said because they thought it was too good? And yeah. we're like, oh, yeah. No, oh, that's why you're not giving us a job? That was it. They said it was too sincere because we were doing Comedy Central serious radio. I don't even know if that still exists. And they said that we were too sincere, and I suppose we should have done, you know, I don't know. Something I different. felt we were fairly sarcastic. I thought it was so um, as well, we, but you never know. If you I, want I, it, by the way, just speaking of that, it was good that they said no because now we get to have our own company. We get to be with all of you. If you want to be inspired, Henry, you have to listen to uh, what the, from Friends, the tall one from Friends, the girl. <laughs> I don't know. What's her name? Okay. Phoebe. Phoebe gave Phoebe. it a commencement speech, God, and it was very inspiring. She still was on Friends. Yes, but it was very inspiring. She, she still was on but Friends. She was she booked Friends. Henry, she was told no, 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 so many times. And then, yes, she did find herself a multimillionaire in her mid-20s. She was yes. like 28 when she booked Friends. Yes, but nonetheless, it was inspiring, so I recommend it. Thank you, though. Honestly, you're correct. Uh, someone sent me a really good UFO video from uh, Reddit Alien subreddit, which was fun. And it was a flying saucer on the way to the UK. Okay. This was posted by somebody. Man, this is just fucking crazy. This is a nice size object that is just a disc. It's cool. It's good footage. Uh, I will say, Natalie and I spent about 25 minutes staring at a weird thing in the sky last night. Really? We were hammered. No, but what what did you see up there? I mean, obviously, I feel like there's a lot of reports in Florida about UFOs and things like that. It was glittering pretty hard, and we saw something not too long ago. In December 24th of 2016, we saw a red object that was very, very interesting. But I don't know. Could have been a Chinese lantern because people were doing that all the time. So I don't want to say. Me, I am way more, even though I seem to be... An excitable person. Sure, sure. When it comes to these news stories, I also don't. I need some pretty heavy testicles in a jar evidence. Wow. Like, I need it right there. I really want to see it, see it. Okay. If I'm going to talk about it officially. Okay. So, but this video that you were, that was sent to you. If uh, you want to look think? it up, it's from the UK, July 10th, 2019. Take a look at this video. Like, search for it on Reddit if you want to be on that website. Search for it, and it is very interesting. It's on Our Aliens. All right, I'm pulling it up right here. Saw a flying saucer on my flight to the UK, July 10th, 2019. Search that on Our Aliens. And, yeah, man, that's extremely trippy. It's... You looking at it? I'm looking at it right now. It's sort of... It's very... It's like a... Again, people need to stay still when filming these things. It's difficult. It's on a. It, 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 you get excited. So he's on an airline. So we know that there is. Yeah, that's really scary. It's, it's, it looks as if it's kind of like a cloud or something, but it's not. I like it. It looks like a paper. It looks like one of those plastic bags blown in the wind, like an American Beauty. Very powerful. No, it does. It's like a. It's like a solid, like a tic tac. It's very cool. I think it's very interesting. Oh, I also I'm going to post in those episodes that we we I think it was 
probably two months ago, I have the, I finally got permission to post the ring video of that female ghost. Cool. And I'm going to post it on the Twitter account. Awesome. And we have another kick-ass ghost video from the man that we met at Comic-Con, which we should We just ask. have to find that somewhere in the mix. Yeah, we would love that. Okay, very cool. So check out that hot UFO footage. This is why it's a little scary to look out the window when flying in an airplane, because you never know what you're going to see. And the Twilight Zone really did ruin that for me, uh, just thinking about the little green men hanging out on the wings, ready to pounce Some and eat. Something on the wing. Something. Something on the wing. I, I do w- wish that... Do you feel like pilots have stopped like pointing out like landmarks anymore? What do you mean? Like pilots more often back in the day used to be like, and ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, take a look at your left window, you'll see the bearing straight. Like, they don't do that as much. No, they don't do that. The pilots are only there to, uh, to deliver relatively bad news and then sometimes <laughs> mildly okay news. But it's never great it when really the pilot comes on. No. no. But it's you know what? Tell you you're at that fu- it's either at the, but if you're not, if you're, the plane is not moving and the pilot comes on, it means that you're about to be told you're not going to leave today. Nope, definitely not. I don't really like, and it's sad. I don't know what happened to me. I used to like when people were more spicy. But, you know, you see those videos sometimes of like a steward being like, oh, this one sings all of the announcements. This steward tells funny jokes. But I don't really need it. I just kind of want to sit. You're losing the fun. I'm losing losing the the fun. fun. Our travels are just becoming more mundane to you because the more you're in a plane, the more it becomes like a bus. And the last thing I want to hear is a funny bus driver. No, I don't want to hear it. Every once in a while, a flight attendant's super funny, and I appreciate it. I do. It's better than being mad. It is. Because if they're mad, they're going to kill one of us. They're going to just open the door and let us all die in there because they're going to take this as their moment to put revenge on every customer that's wrong them. Yeah. So I try to be nice. I'm very nice. It's also important. I'm very nice. Do you tip your flight attendant? No. You should be tipping them more. Is that right? You got the cash. You got the cash and you get boozed up enough to do it. I didn't think that that was even a thing. Don't touch them. No, I Sometimes know you don't it's nice touch to put it. You, I'm not. You got a six not, inches not, rule, it's like it's your not favorite a places. Video. It's not pour some sugar on me. I understand. I would just give them twenty bucks, but I didn't think that that is that something I should be doing. Yeah, oh, everybody tip anybody. Really? In the end, they want the test because they are sky bartenders half the time, but also sky security officers. Yep. So you just give him a little, give him a fiver. You're like, e, thank you. E. All right. I'll- if he's like a friendly, older, like, man, you know what I mean? You can put it in his pocket. Okay. All right. I'll and treat him like, like the Polar Express. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, all right. Yeah. You just slide in the palm. Be like, this is for yourself. Oh. Buy something nice. Uh, that, that is a cool thing to do, and it's a cool thing to say. This is for you and your family. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) And we had, uh, my favorite stewardess was a woman who told us, me and Marcus, all about a humanoid that she had, uh, that she had encountered on the plane. Made me feel slightly concerned. Because I put my last podcast hat on. I put my last podcast hat on. I love this story. I think it's great. Awesome, cool humanoids. When I take the last podcast hat off, I'm like... Oh no! <laughs> You're in charge of the fucking raft. You are the third. If there is a crash. You are the third in command when it comes. You got two pilots, <laughs> and then it's like you and I don't know. Anyway, well, we we will get to some more letters here in a moment. I just want to do hero of the week. Side story. Hero of the week. You are my hero. You 
of the week this week is a man who's been struggling with some transgressions when he was a teenager and they've been haunting him his entire rap career but now he is finally free rapper meek mill has had all charges dropped against him he uh, in 2007 authorities charged him with assault drug and gun possession he was 19 ever since mill has been in and out of the both courts and the penal system even amid allegations of police corruption lodged against the arresting officer so meek your hero of the week congratulations on having all of your charges dropped and it just lets you know Can redemption I ask is who possible is this person He's a rapper. He's a very successful rapper. He's like one. And what honestly, songs did he do? Can I just say what songs did he do? Well, you can't. You now you're trying to put me on the spot with all that. He did he sing did, one. He did. He did uh, Meek Mills and and Farm and Fleet. Um, he did. Um, can you good, sing the hook to any one of his songs? I'm Meek and I'm strong, but I'm strong. Bobble bee, bobble You know, this is. I'm, I'm more of an old country music fan, but I, but I still appreciate art. I'm and with I, you, and I, 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 you know, I'm with you. <laughs> I love these. I love men getting uh, free. Be all free. Of, all of our fans are cooler than us, and they're just like, why do we listen to these old grandpas? Try we're to- not old. We're not that old <laughs> I yet. Know. We just don't listen to hip hop, but we should because that's the only thing people listen to. Well, it just I like this story because it reminds you redemption is possible, and the legal system totally corrupt, totally screwed over Meek, and I just believe that he is gone. Now he's off to bigger and better things, and I hope he does not have to go back to jail. Name another one of his songs, Kissel. Uh, There's one called Meek Mill and the Rabbits, and it's really Uh, fun. You're just saying stuff from Underground Garage. That's Channel 21 on Sirius, man. This is more old man talk. I don't know. All right, let me find. Travis, what's a Meek Mill song? Travis is cool. Uh, Going Bad with Drake. Whoa. See? They're they're big comeback together after the, they had a feud. They had a a beef. Great. uh, Can you sing one of their hooks, Travis? Do I know these songs? I mean, the hook to... A Meek Mill song? It's not really like a hooky rapper. What's the point? I got the hook. The hook is the best part. The Blues Traveler said it was. <laughs> We're too white for any of this conversation. All right. Anyway, Meek Mill, congratulations. You are hero of the week, despite the fact that we don't know any of your music. But I'm just I glad he's you. free. I'm happy he's free, and I love him. I, I think he's a wonderful man, and he's funny. Um, all right, let's do some listener email. Okay, let me read this first one. Now, this is a story that, remind me, listeners are better at our history than we are. Mm-hmm. I want to tell, you tell me, because I believe we have heard a story about a cat with a baby face before. Yeah, sounds I'm something. I'm pretty certain we've heard a listener story about this. Mm-hmm. So if you remember, tell me about it, because if this is true, and we have heard this before, I think this baby face cat is something real. <laughs> Here we go. This is from Jay. In Michigan, I was leaving my parents' house going down their quarter-mile driveway when I saw a cat 10 feet in front of my car. Right off the bat, I knew the cat looked weird. 
but I didn't think anything of it. I rolled down my window to call it over, and eventually I tried getting out of my car to see if I could check it out before it ran into the woods and disappeared. The whole time that I saw the cat, I just couldn't take my eyes off of it. Hmm. My brain was trying to process what I was seeing, I guess. Its fur was a very strange color, but I couldn't put my finger on what was about it, or anything for that matter, until it left my sight. As soon as it ran away, though, everything about it hit me like a ton of bricks. Its fur was the color of a typical white person. Head (laughs) Head had very pointy ears and a very stiff body, only describable as an imperial snobby cat. Oh! The look on its face was comparable to if you saw something horrendous happening in the distance and you were squinting to see with a disgusted look on your face, eyes wide open. But the most terrifying part of the face was the immaculate cheekbones that it had. It looked as though, it looked like a handsome Squidward from SpongeBob was a cat. And he gave me a picture of it. He drew a picture of it. What made it worse when I was thinking about it after I got in my car and remember a listener pasta detailing a similar event with a baby-faced cat. All right, good. I had to take a second to compose myself before I started driving after this revelation. It was one of the strangest things that has ever happened to me, and I just wanted to share. All right, there it is. Wow. Very interesting. And there, the answer has been, uh, the question has been answered. We did cover that in a listener pasta. Very good. The old baby face cat, horrifying stuff. This one comes in from HR. The uh, subject is Edgewood LSD monkeys and my grandpa. You know, and we get so many subjects just like that every day. I really like it. It's amazing. This is the best part of our lives. I will say with that cat story, do you think it was just a BG actor from the Cats movie? It really could be. That is, that's a horror movie, right? The Cats movie, it's marketed as a horror film. I can't wait to, I have a whole sack of mushrooms waiting for me. (laughs) I'm literally going to take mushrooms and go. I can't wait. You're going to trip out, man. It might not be a great experience, but uh, it'll be an experience. So anyway, HR writes, I recently went back and re-listened to the episodes on Edgewood so that I could ask my dad about it. He served in the Army's chemical uh, chemical corps and visited there often. I myself have been there multiple occasions uh, with him, so the episodes gave me extra creeps since I've actually set foot on the base. Interestingly enough, my dad grew up about an hour from Edgewood in the 60s and 70s, so when I asked him about LSD and drug testing on soldiers there, he laughed and said he thought all of the rumors slash conspiracy slash tales were true, much to my surprise. He said he couldn't confirm human testing, though, because he specifically knew that they, but he said he specifically knew that they tested on animals. My grandpa was a Maryland state trooper during that time, and apparently one day he came home with a crazy story, and the whole family took to be a, that took it to be a joke. Apparently, a chimp was so high on LSD, it escaped from the testing facility in the 1960s and was running around the base going wild. As we yeah, as you could expect a chimp on LSD to do. Weirdly, the MPs called the state troopers instead of handling it themselves, and my grandpa was the one who shot the chimp down from a tree with a shotgun. My dad <laughs> that's very sad. My dad said their whole family laughed it off and didn't believe the story. But about thirty years later, my dad happened to meet an old military scientist who who was stationed at Edgewood who confirmed the story word. Four word. Wow. There you go. See, grandpa stories are the best. 
Yes, you know, they can be. They can. Oh, they can Your also. Your grandpa's be. stories, technically, you have to pretend to not hear them, and you have to go. I, I, I'm on a need to know basis. Oompa. It's not. He's not working for Willy Wonka. It's Opa. <laughs> All right, we got one more. Okay. No, no. I got to let me go through a couple okay. of these. Number one, what I got was I got a, a couple updates from last week. I got. Many responses about the idea if someone is crazier, if they prepare the prepare for a murder, even if it's heinous, okay. more so than they do it spontaneously. And it seems to be the main answer is it depends. Great. That's, Which is great. So it's not. So we don't have an answer. We don't. Okay. But they there's a couple of ones that say, all right, so one was it's like a guy named C wrote who is a uh, licensed clinical psychologist who's worked at a number of forensic inpatient ho- inpatient hospitals okay. um he said there's a lot of stuff where it's like a lot of time competence means do they understand what they did was wrong at the time of the crime and are they able to work with an attorney because sometimes there are people that they're dealing with the individual thinks that the attorney is out to get them, especially okay. if they are like, especially if they're another race or ethnicity. Where he was working, he saw that quite a bit where various people wouldn't trust the attorney based upon even just social bullshit from right. the inside. And that fucks with the idea of they're competent or not. But then also sometimes they're just straight up too sick to work in the court system that they can't understand it. Right, okay, interesting. See, some folks do things because they're very ill. Sometimes people do things because they do not have a conscience or empathy, which is different. Nature and nurture go into it, as well as those pesky traumatic brain injuries. Mm. It will depend on the person as to whether they knew what they were doing, the purpose of the behavior, and the accompanying emotions, cognitions to the incident. Some folks are not blessed with a high intellect. Others are easily led astray by external influences. Therapy can help bring to light certain reasons why folks do stuff, such as feeling inferior or unworthy or unloved. Such emotions, when coupled with anger and a perfect storm of opportunity, can lead to impulsive, deadly consequences. Hmm. I do evaluations for the court on teenagers to see whether they are risk for future violence. I cannot make a definitive answer other than, at this time, they appear to be high risk based on blah, blah, blah. Okay, interesting. So, again, it's very case by case, but I think it's really interesting to see that there are two things there where legally it's about the crime and it's also literally can they go through the court process right and of course teenagers their brains are not fully developed yet no and uh, it's uh yeah that's why it's really difficult and horrible when they charge them as adults and give them life sentences and throw them away when i believe they can be rehabilitated also another quick update from t the, so we covered the guy that that did the uh, ritualistic murder with the uh the uh with the shrine? The, the ritualistic murder with the shrine. Yeah. And according to T, we had a couple of people who t- wanted to clarify. They do believe the altar looks like it was one for the spirit of Exu Alegua Papa Legba in the African traditional religions. Okay. Uh, so it is quite possible for P. He's like, it is very common for someone to use graveyard dirt church dirt for different spells, works in these religions. The mummified remains do not surprise me either, as it accepted among the ATRs that you use human remains in your work. All right. Uh, but again, this is what everybody says, is that you can believe in whatever you want to believe, um, but it does not involve molesting. But he he was so, a child molester, though. Yeah, which yes. is really sullies it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it really oh. makes it all bad. All right, so this is one, one last all letter. Right. This is from E. 
The other day I was listening to the second episode on the Hillside Stranglers. Mm. I think it's episode 226. There was mention of a completely solidified towel and pair of underwear made concrete from months of cum being found under Kennifer's bed. Hopefully you guys know which one of the two killers I'm talking about because that's all I can recall to his name. You know. Now, this remind me of a cum crustiness of a cum story I've heard that all I thought right. you would all enjoy. Okay. Now, one of my exes was a 911 operator working overnight shifts, and he told me this crazy story because I guess there were freaking psychos in a town that would literally call in just to have somebody to rant at. A particular one of these liked to call in and talk about a local news lady that he was obsessed with, despite knowing that she was a lesbian. Not only was she open about it on the station, but she also kind of had a butch look. Again, it was obvious, but he's a literal psycho, as you will see. One night, the cops were actually dispatched to his house because he had either been abusing the 911 phone line so much or made a pointed threat towards the news lady. The cops apparently radio into the dispatchers to write down details of a visit, so they were talking about the condition of the house as they entered. Uh huh. First, they noticed it was very much like a hoarder's house with trash and dirt everywhere. Second, as the cops approached the chair where this guy was sitting in only tidy whities they, no- they noticed a large cake pan, 9 by 13, Ugh. filled with white liquid. Ugh. After questioning, the man <laughs> informed officers that this was, in fact, his semen Ugh. for many weeks, collected as a gift for his beloved female ankle. Oh, no. Oh, That's nice. That is disgusting. So they arrested him. A lot of thought goes into that. No, no thought when- goes into that. It's it's thoughtless. It's the most thoughtless thing you can do. Come in a pan and give it as a gift. A th- go to Hallmark and pick out a card. That has <laughs> thought a lot behind of it. Thought. You have to be at the grocery store and look at the cake pans and be like, perfect. That's just the amount <laughs> I, of cum I th- that I want to send to my beloved. Ugh, I have a feeling he just got the cake pan out of his own freaking pantry and it's a good thing i hope he's uh, in a psych ward somewhere because that is so, that is scary i'm i hope that he is somewhere relaxing yes i hope not yes. i hope he's somewhere i mean yes fine relaxing behind bars that would be best um all right everyone well thank you so much for listening to this week you know who also stories. put a lot of work into who, her who stuff. Do you remember Paige who made that gigantic embroidery of, for, of us that she gave to us in Bethlehem? It was unbelievable. This was incredible. So much work. And you didn't have to come once. No, you did not. And I want to thank you. That's very... <laughs> she could have come on top of she it. She did it's not. Woman. I didn't she, see any black marks. She did not. And thank you so much for that. I also want to thank the um, woman who made the blankets for us. Uh, I don't know if this is comforting or not, but I sleep with it now. And it's the most cozy blanket <laughs> I have ever had in my entire life. It says, Hail yourselves on it and it's got sasquatch on there and a big old pentagram and it's just really fun and i just love it so thank you so much uh for that gift and um yeah we'll see everyone very soon in europe this is i can't like we make plans at the start of the year and then it's like yeah but you know it ain't never gonna happen and then it does happen so this sunday we will be uh embarking on a journey to the motherland of beer Dublin. Oh, sweet, and sweet beer. Well, Dublin is not, it's just the beer, right? You got Guinness? That's I Guinness. I know that there's got a craft beer and- thing happening there, but and whiskey. And whiskey. And so what I want to say is, guys, we're going to Dublin. Yeah. We're going to Manchester. We're going to Bristol. Tell us where we should go. Yes. Because Dublin is an interesting city because obviously, I mean, bars 
you know. I want of course. I'm gonna have meat double, pie, but JMO in Point Dublin. of swear. Point is where to go. Yes, because please. Because I don't want anything fancy. I want the best pub food. Yes. I want to just, because, I mean, I feel like the first couple of days there, we might make some responsible decisions. But we have to make sure, Kissel, we have a tour to do. Yes, that's you right. You and I have to make sure <laughs> to remember we have shows yes. that we must be capable of doing. And we will be, as always. It'll be great. The shows will be wonderful. And we're thinking about touring the Guinness Factory. So if anyone works at the Guinness Factory, or maybe the founder of Guinness is a big listener, perhaps they want to give us a lifetime free amount of Guinness, um, because hit us we up. all, Todd, made a big thing, because we want to go to the Guinness Factory to go look at how it's made. But I know it's just going to be me and Kessel they're going to be doing science, and we're like, yeah, this is great, uh, but uh, when can I get my beer? Yep. And then they're going to be like the tall man from German descent, the short man from Polish descent. They were the worst two customers we've ever had. But they will be the best. We will be. Because oh, all yeah. we want is beer. We just want the sweet Guinness right out of the teat. I'll listen. I love it. I know I'm excited. So laugh. Yep. Every day. Laugh like your Kissel up to his nipples in a big warm vat. Of Guinness, fresh Guinness, blattling in it like it's a like a big brown bath, just Aww. washing his armpits in it, like he's a, a Looney Tunes character, a Looney Tunes character. Yeah, um, laughing full of bubbles with a shower cap on. <laughs> uh, love, 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 love that frothy head. A sweet, sweet Guinness. Ooh, oh, I'm already yeah. thinking about it. I know. I'm already thinking about it, buddy. We're going to have so much of that fucking frothy goodness so soon just sliding down our guts like a bunch of ooh, bubble bath for your liver. I love it. And then you got to live. Live. Yeah. That's the, the third, third one. one is live. Did you That's forget it. Triple L? I did. Very good. I did. Live in the moment. Yeah. Because that's what I was doing. I was in the present, which is why I forgot the third L of triple L. Very because I good. was in the present, enjoying sitting in my sister's childhood room, <sighs> imagining her, imagine the boys that she wanted to kiss that were all homosexual. <laughs> well, that's what she, she, has, was she has a at type. The time. She has she a type. Does. Uh, Not anymore, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? But at the same time, she liked a delicate man and sitting here with her fantasies of going horseback. Riding behind Orlando Bloom, holding on to his tiny feminine thighs. Yep. Just on adventure after adventure, going, Oh, Orlando, I know you take me far away from high school because they don't understand me. Wow. And he's like, Yes, yes, my sweet sister. I mean, girlfriend. Yeah, she is going to kill you. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me, please. Yes. Oh god! Well, I got the shirts. Good, good on you, buddy. You're at yeah, home. Buddy. You're allowed to do that. Cause when you're here, you're literally family. Mm. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.